It's good to get started. Um, you know, the anticipation of just kind of finding out what we this group can be is always the fun part. Um, felt like we I felt like we've we've had a really really good summer leading into fall camp. The guys have been off for the last five days, but they worked extremely hard up to that point, and I, I felt. I mean, they're in great hands. Paul and his staff do a phenomenal job. So we're really blessed to have great strength staff. And they did a great job with them. But just listening to his feedback, uh, very, very positive in the sense that, uh, you know, just daily consistency, which is a key, you know, no big ups, no big downs. Uh, felt like guys obviously got bigger, faster, stronger over the summer. So good foundation for where we're headed. Fall camp's hard on anybody. You can be in great shape and you're still not in great shape fall camp, so it's going to be a challenge. It'll be a test for them. It's going to be a little different schedule than they're used to, but but uh, we uh, we report today and get rolling first thing in the morning and anxious to see really, like I said, what, what this team's capable of. Uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of guys that we don't know very well that we saw glimpses of in the spring, but you know, fall camp is just different, and, and we'll have the whole crew together. With that being said, too, there are a few roster adjustments that, that – uh, that have kind of happened over the course of the summer. We, we we have three young men that were on the roster, scholarship players that left the program for different reasons. Hunter Hill left the program. All indications are transferring down to, to maybe get an opportunity to get on the field. Don't know where he landed, but he did leave the program this summer. Jahazel Lee is the most recent to leave the program. His mother is ill, uh, diagnosed this summer uh, with an illness, and he's going to try to get back closer to home and maybe play his senior season somewhere there in Louisiana would would anticipate him showing up on somebody's roster uh, here recently uh, or here in the next week or so, uh, if not already. And then Breaker Mendenhall has stepped away from football altogether as of right now to deal with some personal uh, issues. Uh, and so we're leaving the door open for him to come back at some point if he chooses to, but as of right now it doesn't appear as if he's going to be in a place where he feels comfortable doing that in time to play this particular season, and which is disappointing. We actually felt like he was had, had a great spring when he was healthy. We did add seven new scholarship players to the roster over the course of the summer. Uh, that'll uh, that'll be new faces and names for, for fall camp. Bo Maele is a Utah kid coming off mission. Uh, obviously, everybody's familiar with that last name. And, yes, he is, uh, he is a relative of, of Frank's. Uh, defensive tackle, been here all summer, looks the part, glad to have him, has matured a good bit, I think, uh, during the course of, of his time uh, during his mission and gained a little weight, from what I can tell, as well, in, in good spots. Uh, Phil Paella is the defensive tackle, transferred in from University of Michigan. Uh, along with him, Hunter Reynolds is a safety, transferred in from the University of Michigan. Both have been here all summer and are acclimated to what we're doing. Monty McGarry is a safety that transferred in from Troy University, played for Coach Brown there. Did not play last year due to COVID, uh, and uh, he's got a family, a wife, and, and a young one, and, and so he stepped away last year due to that and had some injuries before, but Coach Brown is very familiar with him. He fits in and is versatile enough to play either safety or corner, so we've got the ability to uh, to slide him around a little bit, so he's, he's helpful. Sean Gates is an addition at corner from uh, – originally signed with Boston College out of high school. And so he's got, uh, he's got you know, power five ability. And, and, and as a kid, we we knew of. So he, he came in and will be in the corner room. Jamie Nance added at wide receiver from the University of Nebraska. And he's here this summer also, a kid we recruited out of high school, uh, went at Arkansas State. And so when he 
when he entered the transfer portal, we we already had relationships with him as well. And then lastly would be Calvin Knapp. He's an offensive tackle that transferred in from uh, Iowa Community College, Iowa Western Central. I don't know one of those one of those Iowa Community College after, after their season was over. So seven new faces to the program. Uh, to, not to mention some obviously some walk-ons that we'll add for fall camp, but those are all scholarship transfers that add to the roster. Be good to add those in in key areas. Those are positions that we we clearly needed more depth than what we had going through the spring. Uh, we'll have two scrimmages that are open to the public. Uh, those are on Saturday, August 14th at 11 a.m. and Fan Day being on August 21st. That'll be at noon, and I'm sure there'll be all kind of stuff wrapped around Fan Day. Not sure exactly what that looks like here, but we'll. We'll interact with the fans a little bit, but other than that, practices will be uh, for us will be closed. Uh, COVID restrictions are concerned, and, and we want to just try to be as safe as we can. So we'll shut down practices. I know they were open in the spring, but feel like moving forward just to be really safe with all the things that are going on. We're going to shut practices down through fall camp, and, but we'll have those two good opportunities for fans to see what we're what we're doing before we get into the season. Any questions you got? I'll be happy to answer. Coach, how much, if you say that they never face this kind of schedule or how you're going to do things, can you can you tell us that without, you know, giving all the details? Well, I mean, I think last year was so unique anyway due to COVID and, and just obviously my personality and Gary's being a little bit different. It's going to be a long day for them. It's, days are going to start at 6 and, you know, won't be out of the building until 9 o'clock in the evening, walk through these meetings. Uh, they'll be with Paul Jackson and, and strength staff every day. Those are just some things that are a little different than they're used to. And, and I think just because last year was so different and so unique, uh, I don't think even the veterans really remember what fall camp really looks like. I, I think it's going to be an adjustment for everybody. Spring ball was hard on them. You, to me, you just ramp it up even, even more when you consider daily practices, all-day work, no classes, meetings, walkthroughs. It's a long day, and it's, it's meant to be that way to really kind of test them and challenge them and build some mental toughness and discipline and then really find out who's committed to what we're doing. Were you able to learn a little bit about that during during uh, summer conditioning? I know you, you personally can't spend a lot of time with them, but from Coach Jackson and what he was able to learn about these guys. Yeah, he, he challenges them in, in, in some pretty significant ways beyond what we did in the foundational piece of the spring. And – some guys really rose to the top and, and, and some guys struggled. And I think that always identifies our Tuesdays and Thursdays are brutal in the summer. Uh, and it, and it, it gets, it builds as the summer goes. So the last two weeks, Tuesdays and Thursdays are, or Tuesdays and Fridays are, are really challenges. And, and I, I tell you, he was, he was more than pleased with the collective group targeted and, and really uh, pointed out some individuals that, that needed, to continue to develop, and, and we'll try to do that during fall camp. But it is mental toughness, just the sheer will to fight through something that's uncomfortable and hard. And I, I think we've we've ramped up the running aspect of our offseason at a level that they're not used to, and that really is dictated off the way we play. And the amount of snaps we're going to get, style of play we're going to have, those are things that we, we, we have to do a, a great job in that area to be able to play the style of play that we want. Obvious question. You've had really Logan as your starting quarterback the last two years. Mm -hmm. for one year, so he's been your starter. But you've got Peasley who started some. How do you look at that going in? You know, it's a wide open competition, and been really clear with with Logan missing spring the way he did, and and really only being released fully 
uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, Pisa is going to take the first snap of the ones, and Logan may take the second snap of the ones. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a series by series, and we're going to let them we're going to let them compete wide open. Uh, I feel like that. Peasley separated himself enough from the rest of the group in the spring. And obviously the experience that we have and the amount of experience that Logan has uh, of actually playing the division one level, you know, we're, we're going to let those two guys go at it. You know, uh, Cooper will, will battle his tail off to try to get in that fight. But I would tell you, you fall camp doesn't create a lot of opportunity to get a ton of reps for everybody. So we're going to have to make a decision and you're fairly quickly and we need to create the best opportunities to do that. And that's what the ones, I mean, that's what the ones going out there. So you got the integrity of the O-line and all that. Somebody's going to win the job. If if Peasley is able to hang on the job and beat Logan out, clearly he beat out a, a guy that we've seen play at a high level. If Logan beats him out, based off what I've seen from Peasley, he had to earn it. Because one thing I did notice about Peasley all summer is he was at the front of every line. He was at front of every sprint. He's here extra and he's done everything he can to, to have a great quarterback battle in fall camp. And to me, that makes us better. Um, we'll have a guy announce when it's time, when we get ready to play, but competition makes everybody better. Coach, how is recruiting affected by the fact that you have these players have the option to spend another year in the program? Um, you know, we're fortunate. We have the NCAA open up the numbers this particular year so that there's not a cap on your roster. With our numbers, we're still within reasonable um, of what what you typically would have. We're really not going to have that many more scholarship guys on the roster than you typically. We're only going to be a few over. So it, it didn't end up being a position where we had to reduce our recruiting. Uh, some I think some programs did. We were able to go ahead and recruit a full allotment of class and still bring back the super seniors and still stay under 90, which – Kind of 90 was our target. I think we're probably going to be in the 87, 88, you know, 89 range. So we'll be full, but we won't be, we won't be at a point where we financially couldn't operate. And so it really didn't affect our recruiting all that much, to be truthful. And to that point, Coach, you've been a, a warrior of the transfer portal, uh, getting players here. Um, what's that like integrating them here? But at the same time, your staff is new here with the players that already exist. So everybody's new. Yeah, I think that helped, actually. I, I think that helped uh, when you consider that we, we did bring a, a heavy number of transfers in in January. Had you had a bunch of guys that already knew the system and knew what we wanted, you know, you'd be trying to speak, catch those guys up. They were learning everything at the same pace that all the veterans were learning because everything's new. I think that probably helped integrate that transfer group in. Uh, the guys this summer have all been here all summer. So they've had an opportunity to work with Coach Jackson and the staff. Our staff actually was able to meet with them some. Feel like they've integrated fairly well. One of the big things for us when you start dealing with transfer guys is just the character issue. We want to make sure that we're bringing the right kind of person in. Obviously, athletically, they have to be able to help us on the field, but we need to know that they fit our culture, going to operate on a daily basis kind of within the, within the rules and within the uh, – environment that we've created and, and and I feel like we've done a really good job of bringing in the right type of people in addition to their ability to, to help us on the field so I, I think it's gone fairly well we'll see how it does in fall camp but I feel good about it to this point coach uh, what, what positional battles battles are you really looking forward to unfolding during fall camp honestly it's, I mean it's going to sound this cliche but I, all of them I think we 
I think we learned a lot about guys in the spring, but we in 14 days you don't it's not it's not a finished product. You're also adding seven new scholarship players to the mix. We get some guys back. I mean, Logan being one of those that didn't practice all spring, we didn't even get to see. I, I think we've got battles all across the board. And and I, this thing that excites me is there's not a guy sitting in a position that can just sit back and relax and knows that he doesn't have somebody fighting for his job. We're wide open, very open-minded about what the two deep is going to look like. I expect this to play a lot of people. I don't expect this to be – you know, one guy taking all the reps at any particular position anyway. I think we're going to play a lot of people. And, and I think that creates opportunity and excitement because the players know there's a possibility I can get on the field, even if maybe a year ago they weren't able to do so. Going along with what Jason just asked, Dolphins, after spring, I'm sure you sat down and looked at positions. You said you brought these seven guys because you thought they might help you. Yeah. Do you have a concern? area. I mean, can you, you know, I mean, sometimes coaches don't want to say anything about that. But well, is there an area of concern you have? No, no I, I'm, I'm really concerned about the offensive line depth. We're numbers. We were talented, but we're not very deep. I would, I would tell you kind of the same thing on the interior of the defensive line. Feel good about the people that we added, but we're not real, real deep. So depth is a concern. I think we addressed some of those issues uh, in, in the defensive backfield, bringing in Hunter and, and bringing in Monty that helped and Sean. Uh, that would have been a concern had we not been able to add add three quality you know, quality players there. Um, yeah, those up front on both sides of the ball is where games are won and lost. I mean, no matter how much you want to throw the ball and, and all the pretty things we like to do out of the spread system, I mean, we, we still got to run the ball and stop the run. How healthy we can stay, how many productive snaps we can get out of guys up front on the two two fronts is, is going to be critical. And, and so that's, that's probably the biggest – questions that have to get answered because either way it goes with with Peasley or Logan either way it goes we feel comfortable we've got it we're gonna have a talented quarterback a lot of people don't have one we've got two so who becomes the guy is not nearly as important as can we hold up on the fronts all season long against the people we're gonna have to play and, and that's probably the biggest question or concern that I have coach entering fall camp are there any concerns with the health or any injuries to some of the notes um, still trying to get Aaron Peoples back from the surgery that he had. He could clearly factor into that conversation we just had. Um, but to be honest, beyond him, everybody is on track to to be ready to go within uh, either already day one. I would say we're 90, 99% healthy day one. We expect almost everybody to, to uh, be able to practice at full speed. The handful of guys are, we expect all of them back within – within the time frame before before we get done with camp, unless somebody has a setback. So I think we're pretty fortunate in that sense. Now it's just kind of how how much do we beat him up over the course of the next few weeks. What was Arian's uh, surgery? He had a foot injury. He tore uh, he tore some, uh, I don't know exactly whether it was tendon or, or, or maybe some muscle tissue on the bottom of his foot and had to have surgery during spring ball. He was doing well, starting to get acclimated when he went down. It's taking a little longer when you got you put 330 pounds on your foot. I mean, obviously, it's got to be it's going to be uncomfortable anyway. So we're hoping that he can gradually build himself back up to to playing at the level that uh, that everybody else is. I just don't know exactly what that time frame is going to be. Arkansas State uh, seems like the running backs nobody really averaged more than 15 to 15 carries a game. You anticipate this because you got a bunch of guys. Um, you anticipate kind of a uh, you know, a wide variety of, of, of guys getting some opportunities and right back to the season? Based off what I've seen in the spring, I would tell you it's going to be a little bit by committee, but that's really up to 
if there's a feature guy that stands out. Now, you know, in the same exact offense, we've had Giovanni Bernard take basically every snap and, you know, Mike Garden take every snap. So it's kind of been based off the year. What I saw in the spring was a lot of guys that looked very similar. I would love it if a guy really stood out this fall and we had a feature back. I, I'm Lynn, my, you know, that's where my mind goes, but, but I just, I don't know that that's the particular room that we have yet, but that's what, you know, that's what fall camp is going to be about. And, and so I think we have the luxury of playing a handful of guys that are all very efficient. Be interesting to see if one really stands out that, that really separates himself. And, and if he does, and he'll get more carries. I think we're somewhere in the 80 plus percentile at this point based off numbers this morning. So we've gradually built up uh, over the course of the summer and tried to educate him as best we can and not mandating it, just encouraging it. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I you know, myself and I think 99% of the staff, I think we've got a couple of people that have some underlying health issues that are a little bit nervous, but we're 99 staff and a little above 80% as a team, I think, at this point. So. And then with Washington State, it's about a month away. How close or how soon do you want to have that depth chart set before you guys have any – Depth charts are for y'all. They're really not for us. Uh, I mean, a starter is a one-play guy. I mean, he may be out – depending on the personnel you're playing, he may be out the very second snap. I, I – I'm not a big depth chart guy. It happens naturally. Guys tend to uh, the pecking order in the locker room. Kind of, it kind of creates its own depth chart as you go. Injuries going to impact that. Personnel is going to impact that. But I mean, like anything else, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. But it's just not a big big factor to me. Is there anybody out of spring that all of a sudden really jumped to your eye? Like, boy, I can't wait now to get him into it in the fall. Maybe that. Maybe we haven't talked about it much before. Anybody that you could think of? Well, nobody that didn't practice in the spring. Uh, you know, I, I think getting Cam Lampkin back at corner would be huge. We missed him pretty much the entire spring. He practiced two practices with a cast on his hand when he probably shouldn't have, and he did anyway. I love the idea of getting him back in the mix, getting Bonner back on the field, obviously huge to create competition, if not, you know, if not be the guy. That I think that's that's super big. Um you know, beyond that, I, th I think we we kind of got a glimpse of everybody, just more of the same. Just seeing guys develop is probably the biggest thing I'm excited about. And and um, you know, the, the new guys we mentioned, just where do they factor in? Do they push other people? Do they maybe potentially become starters? If that if that's the case, and clearly we recruited the right guys, and, and it it's going to raise our level of talent. So I, I think those are all big big key features for us, how quickly they get acclimated to what did, we're doing. Did you move anybody like inside to outside after spring or have you thought about that kind of stuff or have you looked at anticipate any of that in the fall? We, we, we definitely looked at personnel adjustments uh, after spring. I don't want to lie to you. I want to make sure I don't think we end up making any significant changes. I think I think we, we kind of felt like everybody was where they needed to be at the end of spring ball. I mean, Otto Tia is a kid that practiced some – that now will be full go. You know, that's a kid like that that you guys saw limited. Uh, but but you pretty much saw in the spring what we got. Now we just got to get them better. After seeing him last uh, couple of years, what does a guy like Randy Bowling bring to the table? He's just so consistent. I mean, he's just absolutely the guy that makes the big catch, makes it look easy. Never the feature guy, always the compliment to other guys that probably get more notoriety and in every game, that close game that we won, you would look back and he would have a critical play. 
his role in special teams is huge. He, he literally could start on all four and has at times. So just the presence of maturity and experience and, and his willingness just to be a great team player, I think that's for the guys around him to – the young guys to learn from that. But just then – we've called him the Swiss Army knife at times. It's kind of been – he just has the ability to kind of help you in so many different areas. I think he'll do the same for us here. One of the reasons we were so glad he chose to follow us out here. Obviously, Justin Rice came in just – Right away at Arkansas State, made an impact, so he was able to acclimate really well there. How, how confident are you that how, – how well is he meshing with this group? Uh, he meshes great. I mean, he, he – the you know, the, the difference there is he got there in – I mean, within the first week of fall camp. He came in fat and out of shape, and he didn't know anybody. I mean, he puked his way through the first few practices. He did not play very well for the first few weeks. It took him mid-season to get in shape, and then he lit up the – you know, the the conference the rest of the year. He's in the best shape of his life right now. He truly has elevated his work ethic. I've challenged him a lot. That was probably his biggest deficiency is just consistently daily working. He's changed that. He and Paul Jackson have really hit it off. He's 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 done extremely well in that area. And I think he's matured a lot just in, in personality-wise, and, and it shows in his leadership. Uh, with with the guys on defense, I, I think it's a completely different scenario than a year ago because of the timing of it, his just ability to get acclimated through the spring, and, and really just the shape that he's in. So I, I ex we expect a lot of him, put a lot of pressure on him. He's quarterback of the defense. I expect him to play at extremely high level, and, and I think he's physically put himself in a position where he can. A year ago, he had to he had to work up to that. Now he's in great shape, and and I would expect he's going to play well at, early. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. That'd be the biggest you know, issue. Just can he stay healthy? Anything else? Wow. Could you spend a minute talking about your staff? Obviously, the people that went to practice this spring saw the energy on the field. Yeah. Saw the commitment to teaching and developing new skills. I came away very impressed with it. Well, I appreciate that. Hopefully we, 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 we did something right. You know, I just – I deliberately built this staff – based on, on a handful of things. Um, clearly, the, the footprint that we're in recruiting-wise had to be taken into account. I wanted guys that had connections uh, here in our footprint, and I think we got that in, in, in Al and in DJ and some of the guys that kept off the field uh, as well. Nick Premsky has connections to California. Kyle Cephalo, growing up in Boise, playing at Colorado. All these guys kind of had unique connections to the footprint, but uh, some of them had been with me for a while as well. The other guys – you know, either had a connection to the scheme that we were going to run or or just guys that I thought were phenomenal recruiters. You've got to be a great recruiter. And, and here it's even probably more important because we have to go so far to get to players at times when we run through the, the in-state recruits. You're starting to get into California and Colorado and up into Idaho and down into Texas. I mean, you're going to do some traveling. So to me, you've got to have great recruiters. But energy, enthusiasm, and just great teachers is is really – is what I want. I want guys that are fun to be around every day. Kids gravitate towards their office, want to spend time with them outside of football, want to build relationships with them outside of football, are going to pour into their lives about how to be a better husband, be a better father, be a better teammate, be a better person in general. You know, it's way more than football. You know, and I think I learned that a lot. Probably brought that full circle, just all the things I've been doing in recent years is just I mean, this is way bigger than football. We want to win at the highest level. We're going to work hard to do so. But if a kid doesn't leave here a better person, 
hadn't left here building some great relationships and really people that he can lean on when things are tough, then we, we have not done our job. And hopefully that shows on the field. You see guys teaching. You see guys flying around. To me, energy is, is contagious. If we walk around, coach with their hands in their pockets, that's the way our kids are going to play. If we fly around with a ton of energy, we got a chance to to get them to do the same. And I'm hoping that's what you saw in spring and, and, and expect that to continue. So um, I've, I've been really, really pleased with the staff. Diversity was another big part of, of the hiring process. I wanted a very diverse staff. I think it's what society looks like. I think it's what has been talked about a lot. And, and how do you how do you affect change? You affect change by, by action. The best thing I could do would show people what I want to see. And that's hire a very diverse, energetic, youthful staff Bunch of guys excited about being here, and I think that's what we have right now. So. I just thought about this. I didn't ask before. A lot of guys, this is their sixth year of doing this. And, I mean, do you think it helps a lot of these guys to come back after the kind of year they had last year where they didn't have any success and it was weird and all of that? Do you think that really could take away from some of that? You know, some guys could be kind of getting old. Going through some well, Brandon Bowling, I don't know. Logan Bonner, when he's done, I think he'll we'll have played seven or eight years. I don't know. Um, I think the anticipation of something new and something exciting and, and and not you know dealing with some of the things they dealt with last year, I, I think that I think that excites a bunch of guys. I think the energy that we kind of infused into the spring and just the changes that we made in the strength program, I think those were well received, and, and I do. I think it gave them a little bit of a maybe a second win, a breath of fresh air type situation. So uh, where you typically would say year six would be, man, it's been a long time. I think it comes at a good time for a lot of a lot of people considering what they went through over the last year. Yeah, DT, Scarve, McGriff, Bowling. Um, and that, that grew, you're going to see a lot of different guys play. If we're going to get the amount of snaps that we want, number one, it means we're getting a lot of first downs. Because you play fast and you don't get first downs, it's just really fast three and out. That becomes a problem. But if we're if we're able to stay on the field and extend drives, a lot of guys are going to play. I feel like we can play in several different personnel groupings pretty effectively. Uh, you know, we we just kind of to every day in the spring, you would get surprised by another guy. Jamie Nance is going to be a good addition in speed. The freshman Nana Davis, I mean, can fly. He's here at a great summer as well. You're going to get some guys back that were beat up in the spring, Patrick and Q. Those guys miss some reps. I think some degree, kind of the conversation we had about running back, there are going to be a lot of guys play. However, we have a few guys that you mentioned, DT, Scarver, Griff. I mean, they're going to get – they're going to get touches and we're going to create touches for them because they have the ability to be dynamic in, in some certain areas of the field. I think the thing it does for us is it makes it really difficult defensively to figure out where do we put our time and our attention? Do we double a guy? Do we single them all up? Do we load the box? I'm hoping that we can we can put defenses in a, in, a, in really tough positions on Saturday to decide how they want to play us. That's the that's the nature and the key of what we do. And a talented receiver room is really important to that. And I think we've got a, a good group. We want to build on it, but I think we got a really good group with some speed. Coach, from what I remember reading months ago, were you committed? that point in your life that probably going somewhere else looking for it. I feel like, you know, everything happens, you know, so fast the year before 
you know, I was committed to getting through the season and finishing it and just kind of praying about it and seeing where God was leading me. It became more and more evident to me and my kids that as we got towards the end of the season that it was personally I needed to change, that it was in my best interest to to just look for um, uh, some, you know, a, a new start. As much pro- personally as, as professionally. Professionally, I mean, I, I felt like we were we were in good shape and 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 we're 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 on a good you know in, moving in a good direction. This was more about me personally, just feeling like I needed to separate myself from all the visual cues I was seeing every day that were just really hard to deal with. And and so I think anybody's lost somebody like that would understand that this was a blessing that I wasn't expecting to be truthful. Uh, didn't know exactly what that next step was going to be. And to me, when this opportunity presented itself, it just, you know, to me, it was a standard prayer. So. One last question. One last question. Dude, okay. What you got? Anything? You scared him to death. They don't want to ask him. Coach, I'll ask about the name image likeness. Yeah. It's your thoughts on for your athletes to have the opportunity to make some money off themselves. Well, I mean, it's it's something we've been seeing come for a while. I told the players this summer, I think it's a good first step. I don't know if it's the it may be one of those things that has to be adjusted and and tweaked. I'm not sure that that we got out of it exactly what what you know we thought it might do, but I know we've had a handful of guys that have that have um, that have tapped into it. I don't know anything very you know significant, nothing that's life changing, but um, you know, but some guys have had some opportunities and taken advantage of it. The one thing I've kind of been encouraged, I just haven't seen it be a distraction for us. It may be in some places, but we've created educational opportunities for them. A handful of guys have taken advantage of it. Had a few asked questions, but to be truthful, mostly what I've heard from the guys, I'm just focused on trying to trying to go out and play well and win. And and as long as we can keep it in perspective and 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 just it doesn't become the priority, I think if they'll just concentrate on being the best player, best student they can be, those opportunities will present themselves based off the job that they do, you know, on the field in the classroom. And I think that's if that's the case, then then it's it's working for us.